Backwoods hicks mistake barrels of toxic waste for moonshine and become tobacco-chewing, gut-stomping, cannibal kinfolk from hell. The goriest laugh Riot ever produced. Redneck Zombies is an unforgettable onslaught of dismemberment and human body parts. Now restored to its full glory in an exclusive director's cut. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. We review B-movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week we bring to you the 1989 uh, zombie classic, Redneck Zombies. This is a Troma Studio release, and here we are broadcasting live from uh, Paul's apartment in association with the River's Edge Network. Let's dive right into it with our technical difficulties. Here we go, our top and bottom three of this movie. Let's start with the bottom. For me, number three, the character, Bob. He's just fucking annoying. Everything he says and does just makes me want to throw something at the TV. Number two, why do we need to autopsy a zombie? What kind of fucking sense does it make? It's dead. It's not alive. Sure, that's why we autopsy a lot of things. But it's a fucking zombie. What do you hope to accomplish? It's the same as a person. Number one. At first, it was just the lengthy initial transformation sequence that was, like, really psychedelic. And then I noticed a very distinct pattern in this movie where scenes go on for way too long. It happens four or five times in this movie where scenes go on three, four, five minutes longer than they really should. And nothing it happens. Paul? Alright, this movie had some of the worst cut scenes I've ever seen. The worst editing. Like, you see things jump around awkwardly. I know it was low budget made by amateurs, but come on. Like, just cut this scene and, like, redo it. For number two, the zombie transformation scene, like you said, just went on way too long. They did this weird, like, special effects that were really antiquated nowadays. But it just kind of gave me a headache. It was really poorly done. And for number one, this movie just had a real weird change in tone and genre. Went from being this funny movie about about rednecks drinking some weird moonshine to this gore-infested horror film where people are just getting torn apart. It was very awkward. Uh, for my top three, number three is the shaving scene. When one of the rednecks is out delivering his moonshine... He picks up this hitchhiker who happens to be the town barber's brother who does all the shaving at the barber shop. And he just kind of like goes crazy, starts putting shaving cream all over his face, shaving his face, throws shaving cream on the other redneck, starts shaving his arm. It's kind of creepy but funny at the same time. Judging the way this movie went, I can't tell if it was supposed to be funny or, or creepy because this movie tried to do both. But that's the only scene where actually both of those... The, the horror and comedy are blended together in a way that works. It was probably by accident. Number two. I had to split this between two things. Number one in number two is the ultra goriness of this movie. I'm a gore hound. I like gory stuff. This movie does a great job at just throwing blood and guts and everything at you. It tied with the fact that there is a baby zombie in this movie... And he is, or she, is so adorable, I just couldn't leave it out of the top two. Number one is the Tobacco Man. In this world, they don't have the Ice Cream Man. They have the Tobacco Man, who drives around his tobacco truck, and you come and you give him your change, and he gives you your tobacco. And he has this awesome voice. 
this awesomely evil and ominous voice. And, you know, he does warn them about the dangers of tobacco, kind of like the Surgeon General's warning. So he's not an all-around bad guy. Pretty cool. And he saves the day. Paul? Okay, so for number three, I've got, there's this redneck zombie theme song going on. It was so ridiculous and terrible, but it was really funny. And I thought that was going to set the precedence of the whole mood, a movie, but yeah, not so much. For number two, I, I had to pick the tobacco man, though he came off as like funny in a trying to be creepy way. Like he was a mix between Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger, but I can't tell if they were trying to make him scary now because I, I don't know what this movie was. And for number one, when the movie was trying to be funny, the dialogue and the jokes were legitimately funny. And when it was trying to be scary, the the gore was actually pretty well done. It just didn't meld together. Well, we didn't talk about the dialogue, but let's give the people what they don't want anyway. A quote war! Quote war. Alright, I'm going to give you a couple quotes from this movie. So is Paul. We're going to go back and forth. Shit on a toadstool. Whatever it was, it must have been the epitome of horror. I like knockers. Dark times are coming. And that brings an end to this episode's edition of Quote Wars. You can tweet us at the Movie Bros. That's all one word. Leave us a comment here on SoundCloud or find us on Facebook at B-Movie space B-R-O-S. That's B-Movie Bros. Tell us who won this episode's Quote War. Which was your favorite quote? Have you ever seen this movie? What do you like about it? What don't you like? Anything you want to say, you can say it to us. Or you can tweet Paul directly at B-Movie Paul. That's yes, all one word. Let's... Give this movie our final take on a scale of 1 to 10, our shot scale, which is, of course, remember, a reverse scale. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to take to get through this movie? Paul, what do you give this? Just a number score. This movie is 7 out of 10. I gave it a 9 out of 10. What do you have to say? This movie started out as a comedy and abruptly changed into a horror. Neither of which was done poorly, but together they just didn't blend well at all. If they had just tried to be one type of movie, I think, or tried to split it into two different movies, I think it could have worked, but when you have a movie called Zombie Rednecks, you kind of have to keep it as a, as a comedy, trying to make it really disturbing and, and as a horror, just completely failed. This movie is a prime example of trying to do too many things at once and just failing completely. Yeah, I think it could have been done as a horror movie, but like you said, you just needed to keep it one genre the whole time. Yeah, like, if they if they made it into two different movies, a, a funny movie about rednecks, that would have been great, and a zombie movie that's supposed to be scary, that would have been great, because they did, they did well with the um, gore and all that, but they could not blend it. Mixing horror and comedy, I think, is inherently a hard thing to do, and for a group of people who really were clearly amateurs at making films, they clearly couldn't pull it off. Well, I have to say, I gave this a 9 out of 10 on the shot scale because Redneck Zombies begins as a fun comedy about rednecks doing redneck shit like making and drinking moonshine. And the redneck parts are pretty funny and the best parts of the movie. Then the rednecks are all zombified and all we're left with is a bunch of shitty, annoying hikers that finish out our comedy as a horror movie instead. Played with bad special effects, bad editing, poor sound quality, and terrible acting, Redneck Zombies fools you into thinking that you're gonna be watching an enjoyable movie, then turns around and rams shit right down your throat. You know, I would just find a different movie, or, you know, just ram your own shit down your throat. You'll probably have a better time. 
And that's what I think about this piece of shit. So, you know, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of movies that we do. So we like to try and give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion. Tell you why a movie of higher class is just the same movie as this B-movie we watched. For me, I picked the 2001 comedy Evolution. Paul, what did you pick? Picked Pan's Labyrinth, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Well, that's an interesting pick. I'm going to be uh, looking forward to hearing about that. But I picked Evolution because Redneck Zombies makes it a point to say that aluminum chlorohydrate, big scientific words, is what kills these zombies. In Evolution, they say selenium, again, big science word, is what kills the aliens. In both movies, the military tries to intervene, but fails miserably. In both movies, a character willingly walks into a giant threat, whether it's the alien nest or a horde of zombies. In Evolution, we have Orlando Jones being the hilarious black comic relief character. And he does a fantastic job, because he's Orlando Jones, and he's awesome. In this movie, we have Anthony Burlington Smith trying to fill that same role, and it doesn't work. But you have the same character stereotypes. And in both movies, cleaning products turn out to be the solution to all the world's problems, because deodorant kills the zombies, and shampoo kills the aliens. Therefore, Evolution is just an A-movie version of Redneck Zombies. Both, both Redneck Zombies and Pan's Labyrinth took place primarily in the woods, where the characters encountered creatures that you normally wouldn't see in the woods. In Redneck Zombies, there were Redneck Zombies, and in Pan's Labyrinth, there were all sorts of mystical, kind of creepy characters. Both movies featured two groups fighting against the other one. Pan's Labyrinth featured a group of revolutionaries fighting against Vidal's army. Redneck Zombies obviously featured campers fighting... Redneck Zombies. And both movies would periodically change in tone. Pan's Labyrinth would transition from Ophelia's magical fairy tale-like point of view to the dark um, reality of the oppressive uh, regime and her abusive stepfather. And Redneck Zombies randomly decided it wanted to be be a horror movie instead of a uh, instead of a comedy. So yeah, that is why. Pan's Labyrinth is an A-movie version of Redneck Zombies. Well, so there you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of Redneck Zombies, go out and find Evolution or Pan's Labyrinth. Now, for everybody's favorite time, we're going to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'll give you some drinking games for this movie, then Paul will. Number one, every time someone gets bit, take a drink. Number two, Every time a jar of moonshine gets open, take a drink. Number three, whenever the tobacco man shows up, finish your drink. Number four, anytime someone throws up, drink. And of course, number five, because it's inbred redneck month, anytime you hear a banjo, take a drink. Paul? Every time Bob spazzes out, take a drink. Every time there's awkward editing, take a drink. Every time someone gets torn apart, take a drink. And every time this movie abruptly switches tone, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. 
Now, it is the end of Inbred Redneck Month, and as so, we have to give our final ranking of the movies. We watched four movies this month, and let's just see how it went. For me, number four was Redneck Zombies. It just, it landed at the bottom of a barrel of shit. This was the worst. Number three, Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires. Although not quite as shitty as Redneck Zombies, it at least had Cletus, and Cletus made that movie kind of awesome. Number two, Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction. Where it was a shitty movie, it was a funny shitty movie, and knew it was a shitty movie to begin with. Number one for me was Evil Dead Inbred Rednecks, because everything just melded together so well in that movie that no matter how bad it was, it, it turned out to be wonderful. I've actually got the exact same ranking as you did. Yeah, Redneck Zombies was at the bottom. It tried to be too many things and just fell apart. Three was Bloodsucking Redneck Vampires, which just wasn't all that much fun to watch. Uh, two, Inbred Redneck Alien Abduction, which was fun and I enjoyed it. But it wasn't as good as number one, Evil Dead Inbred Rednecks, which is just phenomenal. I will watch that movie as many times as I can. So, as we exit Inbred Redneck Month, we ask you if you have any comments, any movies you'd like us to watch, anything you'd like to talk to us about. You can tweet us at bmoviebros, that's all one word. Find us on Facebook at b-movie, space B-R-O-S, that's bmoviebros. Leave us a comment here on SoundCloud, or tweet Paul directly at bmoviepaul. You know, we are going to be bringing you next month, which will be March, Martial March. All kinds of martial arts films and if you join us next week, we'll be watching and reviewing the 2005 Japanese martial arts movie, Death Trance. Um, I don't really like to walk away from movies without giving it some credit, so I just had to point out a few things. Redneck Zombies was only filmed in 32 days, and it was so low budget that they could only afford one bottle that they could break. And it was made in 1989, so the effects might have been considered better back then it still didn't work but i i gotta give it some credit and there you have it just a few parting words for inbred redneck month and redneck zombies so until next time friends be brave be alive be back next week